Welcome to the podcast where Beast Mode meets Manifesting Goddess. We are here to chase our dreams while in a magnetic, high vibrational state. Crushing your goals can feel like self-care. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, and I am so excited to help you slay and thrive. Welcome back to the Slay and Thrive podcast. In the last episode, we talked about the problem of slaying without thriving. So that's where you've been going after your goals and pushing hard, but you end up feeling exhausted and resentful and anxious in the process. And we talked about practical strategies to incorporate more thriving into your everyday life. Today, we're going to talk about the opposite. We're going to talk about thriving without slaying. And from what I've seen, this doesn't come up quite as often. It's usually people that are doing the slaying without thriving. So they're pushing and pushing without any thought for how they're feeling. But what I have also seen happen in some cases is that someone realizes that this is what they've been doing. They've just been so focused on their goals, they haven't actually been taking care of themselves. And then it's like a pendulum. So they were way over here pushing intensely and then they swing all the way onto the other side where they focus so much on their self-care and their healing that they really aren't getting things done anymore. And if that happens for long enough, you're also probably not going to feel fantastic. And then you're also not making that steady forward progress towards your goals and doing the things that you were put on this earth to do. For those reasons, I think this is a very important challenge to be talking about as well. And the best example I can think of, I can think of when I think of this, um, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's this meme going around, or it was going around back in the day, and it was a picture of a dog sitting in hell, or I think it was hell, and he's in this chair with his coffee mug and there's flames all around him. And the caption was like, this is fine. And he just looks totally calm and composed as the flames are all around him. He's making no move to get himself out of the situation. He's got his coffee. He might get burned to death in a matter of minutes, but it's all fine. And I totally understand the benefit of making the best out of every situation. I've gotten really practiced at trying to do this myself. However, I believe there's also a difference between making the best out of every situation and avoiding reality with excessive positivity. And there's a fantastic book called Super Better by Jane McGonigal. I will put the link to her book in my show notes, which can be found at kaylavanigdom.com. And in this book, she has this exercise where you can calculate your positive emotion ratio. So to do this, you basically divide all the positive emotions you feel in a day by how many negative ones you feel in a day as well. For example, say that today I had eight positive emotions and two negative emotions. So that would make my positive emotion ratio uh, eight to two or four to one if you wanted to simplify it a little bit. And what they actually found from the studies that they did was that people who had a higher positive emotion ratio actually experienced all kinds of benefits. And I think in the book, she talked about things like better able to handle stress, better relationships, and I think greater performances work, just to name a couple examples. 
So it's great to have a higher positive emotion ratio. However, she also talked about how if you get to a point where you feel 10 or more positive emotions for every one negative emotion, it might not be the best thing. It could actually be a sign of psychological denial. So basically that cartoon dog just chilling with his coffee while the room around him goes up in flames. If we don't have any negative emotions, we probably won't have the motivation to change things that aren't working. Thriving without slaying could look like this. It could be this form of psychological denial. If a person's health or finances or relationships are falling apart, but they're still walking around and smiling and thinking positive without taking any action to work on these areas, that's actually a big problem. And eventually, whatever challenges are being swept under the rug with relentless positivity or blissful ignorance, they're going to become so big that they'll have to get dealt with at some point or another. And then you have the added stress and pressure because what you could have started working on weeks or months or in some cases even years ago has continued growing until what was once this little baby monster is now this full-fledged dragon. And that's going to be a lot harder to do battle with. However, thriving without slaying could look a little different. Maybe you're in a great spot. Maybe your health, your relationships, finances, career, all of it is now thriving. Maybe you've already taken a lot of steps to create more peace in your life. Perhaps you have these consistent self-care routines, you're in love with life and you're having fun. And you're also connecting with all the amazing, wonderful people in your life on a regular basis. And this is fantastic. You want this. Thriving is so important. However, when all you're doing is thriving, it can lead to stagnation and complacency. So what will sometimes happen is you focus so much on making yourself feel good that you stop actively pursuing new goals. You don't challenge yourself. You don't find that you're growing anymore. And if this is the case, what very often happens here is that you'll actually stop thriving eventually as well. We actually need that polarity of discomfort so we can fully drop in and enjoy what comfort and joy feel like. And this also reminds me of this Facebook ad that I keep getting from this guy who's basically hating on morning routines. So from the little I read in the ad, he talked about how people are wasting their valuable morning time with things like meditation and affirmations and exercise. It sounds like he just wants people to dive headfirst into their work right away. And I didn't read it very thoroughly. I just kind of skimmed over it. So this is my um, surface level impression and I could be way off base. But when I see this ad, I'm sitting there thinking, come on, dude, leave Hal Elrod and the Miracle Morning alone. But if I'm keeping an open mind, I can see where he's coming from to a small degree. If someone did have, for example, a long, drawn-out morning routine where they're meditating for an hour and then they go for a run in the mountains and then they do a yoga class for an hour and then they spend another hour writing in their journal, that sounds like almost half your day is gone already. And some of that time could have definitely be spent on working on some of your goals. 
And that's the important thing to know here is that so much of slaying and thriving together is about finding balance. And like I mentioned in the beginning, if someone has spent a lot of time focused on slaying, on the whole getting things done, on goal achievement, on pushing and forcing, if they've done that to the point where they've burned themselves out, they might end up going too far in that other direction. They might end up taking so much time for self-care that it becomes a little self-indulgent. What we want is to spend enough time managing our state and our energy so that we feel amazing more of the time. And that in turn is going to allow us to go out into the world and live our purpose and achieve all the things we were meant to. But if we aren't finding ways to include this second half of the equation, the thriving can become hedonistic and empty. And like with the last podcast today, we're going to talk about some signs here. So what are some of the signs you might be thriving without slaying? So one sign, and we talked about this a little bit already, but one signal could be that you are almost completely void of negative emotion. Even if there are things in your life that you'd really like to change or solve. Remember, we do want to have some uncomfortable emotion in our lives, both because uncomfortable emotions are often the catalyst for change, and because without fully embracing emotions like anger and sadness, we aren't going to feel the full depth of things like happiness or joy either. Another sign that you might be thriving without slaying is that you are spending so much time trying to make yourself feel good that nothing is happening in your life. You aren't making any forward progress towards your goals. It's almost like you're this balloon that is just floating around without direction. Number three, in your efforts to minimize conflict and stress in your life, you actually find yourself softer and weaker and less able to handle challenges when they do come up. We need some levels of challenge and discomfort to grow, and these often occur when we're out in the world working towards our dreams. Number four, you might also find yourself feeling unfocused and unmotivated. And this is all about the law of inertia. If we spend too much time managing our state and making sure our vibration is high, then the concrete progress towards our goals might stop altogether. And because it's much harder to start again than it is to keep going after you've already started, this can be a challenging place to be in. And our final sign is related to the point above, but the final sign is that you've actually stopped taking action altogether. Part of being in a receptive, high vibrational state isn't just about receiving things whether it's the money, the love, the health, whatever it is you're looking for. When you're in this receptive state, you're also receiving ideas and inspiration for aligned action towards your goals. If you get too stuck in meditation and self-care and not acting on these ideas that are coming up, that isn't a spot you want to be in either. And you're missing out on all the amazing things you could do and The fact that you could feel even better if you did take action on those inspired ideas. 
All right, so those are our five signs that you might be thriving without slaying. And if this is a place you find yourself in, so if you're finding that all your focus is on feeling good or that you've stopped taking action towards your goals or that you're just not feeling focused, then here are a few ways that you can tackle it. Number one, do an honest life evaluation. So start to think about what are the most important areas to you? Is it your relationships? Is it your health? Is it your career? And then ask yourself, are you making progress in them at a pace that feels good to you? And if the answer isn't yes, what would you like to improve going forwards? What actions will you start to take to make more progress or increase the rate of your progress? Number two, another great strategy is tuning into your deeper why and your deeper purpose. So at the core of everything, we all want to feel good. But paradoxically, why do we want to feel good? I truly believe that everyone has this inner genius and some amazing thing that they're here to bring into the world. So what is that for you? Do you have a book to write? A business to launch? A career where you have the potential to transform lives? Maybe it's about being the most amazing mother possible to your children. Remembering our deeper purpose can help us remember that once we are feeling good, that's when we can truly show up as our best selves and fulfill whatever it is we're meant to do in the world. Number three, take some small step in the direction towards your goals. If you have a really big project at hand or a very like high goal in mind, try not to look at the entire thing. That can get super overwhelming. So just take one baby step to move in the direction you want to go. Maybe if your goal is to write a book, you don't commit to sitting down for like a two hour writing session. Maybe you just jot down a few chapter ideas on a piece of paper and save it for another time. Or maybe you do a little bit of research for the book that needs to be done. What's so great about taking these baby steps is that when you take one action step, however small it is, it often creates a chain reaction. So it's the law of inertia again, but it's working for you. And now you have momentum happening and it's on your sides and you often start to take more action once you've taken that baby step. Number four, create some kind of plan and structure for yourself. Maybe this is an action plan. It could look like scheduling some focus time to work on one of your goals or projects. While it can be harmful to have too much rigidness in our everyday schedule, we can actually benefit from having a little bit of structure. And you also want it to be the right kind of structure. So that means it's the structure that works for you. And you're going to know this better than anyone else from the experiences you've been through to this point. So as an example, I know for me personally, I benefit enormously from having a set workout schedule and a plan. So I always make sure that I have this in place. And the final thing you can do is build some accountability into your life. Do you have a friend that's on a similar journey? Is there someone you can check in with regar regularly regarding these commitments? 
and I've personally gotten a lot better at leveraging this in my own life, and it's been fantastic. I didn't really think I needed accountability because I often like to do things on my own, but I've actually made some great connections with people in my inner coach program, and I've loved staying in touch with them. And I've also recently started going through a workout program with a friend, and I didn't think I needed that either because I am totally good about doing workouts, but it's really helped just create this extra fire and momentum by sharing the journey with someone else. And then I get the added benefit of knowing that I get to encourage and help them as well. And the accountability can also come in the form of a coach or a mentor. So I've worked with many coaches in the past and it has made an incredible difference in my journey because it can make such a difference in our lives to find someone who specializes in the challenges we're working through and get their expertise and their guidance. So that's another thing to think about as well. Those are the five strategies and with these strategies in place, you'll not only feel amazing, but you'll also be able to take inspired deliberate action towards your goals so you can slay at the same time. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you in the next one.